Kia ora everyone, this message you're listening to is a little different from what you may have heard before on the Blueprint channel. Uh, unfortunately our recording didn't work out on one of our series around, uh, one of our sermons around the topic of worship. And so I've sat down with a cup of tea in, in my bedroom on a oh, Tuesday afternoon and I'm going to go back through some of that content so that we can have the, the three prongs of that that um, that series recorded. Uh, so over the last little while in Blueprint this year we've been through an enormous amount of change and that has been changes in the way that we care for one another, changes in the way that we reach our community um, and as part of that we pulled together a, a crew this year around culture change. So four or five different people who this year have been sitting down once a month and we've been going back into the basic DNA of who we are as a church and looking at each part of it, things like worship, things like teaching, things around our mission to the local community, and asking, firstly, why do we do this thing? Because the church can at times get good at just doing things because we've always done them. So we've been asking, why do we do it? And then secondly, what is the culture we have around that thing? Like, what are the things that we do that make it authentically us and uniquely blueprint? Um, and then finally, what is the culture we want? And worship has been a big part of this for us recently. So the, the conversation we've, we've been having was around how sometimes our approach to worship as a community could be quite passive. Uh, and, um, and rather than continue in that way, we've, we're spending the next three weeks looking at what it is to worship, um, specifically worship with music. And, and why we do that and how we do it and what our values are that underscore that because that ends up reflecting how we respond, um, the sound that we create, the creativity that we bring to the table. And so we're really asking why. And the three things we came down to around that was that worship is for, for three things basically. Firstly, for declaration. So asking the question, who is God? And declaring that he is God, that he is God good, that he has done good things, that he has been faithful in singing of his greatness, declaring that to one another and to the world. So that first thing is declaration, who is God? And the second thing is unity, and that's the who are we, that historically in the church, worship and gathering together has also been a reminder of the things we have committed to together and what it is we believe. So the who are we? And then the third of those, which is the one I'm going to talk about in, uh, in this message is around intimacy, and that is who am I? That we believe that when we stand before God, something about who we each are as individuals is revealed too. And, uh, and to begin with, I, there's a particular icon that, that I love from the 16th century by a Russian artist named Rublev. And some of you may have heard of it before, but this icon shows the faces of the three persons of the Trinity sitting around a table with their heads inclined to one another. And then the side facing us is empty. And this icon intends to invite us to the table to join the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, to eat with them and to share with them. 
and icons are this amazing thing in, in the Orthodox or in the, the Catholic or the early Anglican Church that we don't really reference that much. But the idea of an icon is that it becomes a window to a part of the character of God as expressed in a person. So some churches may have an icon of St. Francis and we look upon the icon of St. Francis and we remember his care for creation and we remember his vow of poverty. And that draws us to those same characteristics in, in Christ himself. And in the Russian Orthodox Church, uh, many people would have these little shrines or these little icons of Christ in the corner of their homes where they would go to pray three, four, five, six times a day. And one of the phrases that they would say to one another is, Oh, that we would become as an icon to one another. And so what they mean by that is that the same way that we look upon the face of St. Francis and are directed to the person of Jesus, or we look upon Rublev's icon of the Trinity and are directed towards that idea that we are welcomed into the community of God, that we would be able to look one another in the eye and not see our imperfection or not see the things that divide us, but that we would see God looking back at us. And on the night when I did this talk, originally I, I invited the community to sit and face one another and to look upon each other with one person's eyes closed and the other person looking. They would look for two minutes and ask God to speak through that person's face as an icon. Oh, that we would become icons to one another. And then after that, to speak a sentence which they felt God saying, and it was this beautiful moment as you watched tears run down people's faces as, as we would basically do a form of ancient prophecy over one another. But at the heart of this thing of becoming as icons to one another is the recognition that we are made in the image of God. See, Genesis one twenty seven says, God created man in his own image, in his own image he created them. Psalm 8.5 said, God made us just a little lower than the angels. See, when we look upon one another, we see evidence that God is God. We see both his humanity and his divinity looking out at us. St. Irenaeus said, the glory of God is man fully alive. So when we meet someone fully alive, fully free in Christ, they are like the fulfillment of this embodied promise, oh, that we would become icons to one another. And so it was that Jesus was the fulfillment of this promise, the embodiment of a promise. As God said, the word made flesh. When they looked on him, they saw God. They saw the incarnation of God. And it's kind of central to who we are as Christians that we believe that humanity is created to be the face of God to one another. And yet we recognize that that is not how it is. Paul talks in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, we see as in a mirror dimly. He says, now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror. But one day we will see everything with perfect clarity. All that I know now is partial and incomplete. But one day I will know everything completely, just as God knows me completely. That's 1 Corinthians 13, 12 from the message and the image of God in humanity has been obscured. Obscured by sin, 
obscured by illness, obscured by brokenness, obscured by poverty and injustice, and obscured by what we have done to ourselves and done to one another. This is why Jesus came with a promise of liberation, declaring in Luke 4.8, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Jesus' promise of liberation was to restore the image bearers of God to his image, to remove everything that obscures the image of the Father in his children. And that's why Paul says in Romans 8.19, for all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are. You see, it's not a case that we are in lack, that there is not enough of God in each of us. The Holy Spirit dwells in us. It's a case that through sin, through brokenness, through sickness, that the image of God has been obscured as if there has been a veil placed over one of us. And so Paul says creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when God will reveal who his children really are in the same way that a bride has the veil lifted off her face before the kiss. So what is worship for? Well, worship is one of those times where if it goes right, we hope that God will reveal who his children truly are. Worship is a time when we return to look upon the face of God. And as we look upon the face of God, we remember who we truly are. Before sin, before sickness, before brokenness, before poverty, before injustice, before what we have done to one another, we remember that we are the holy, divine, and holy human children of God. And what that brings us to is an awareness of our need for God, what Jesus called repentance. Repentance is when we say, God, I'm sinful, forgive me. God, I'm sick, heal me. God, I'm broken, fix me. God, I'm poor, provide for me. God, I'm a priest, liberate me. God, I've been abused, protect me. And in this space where we come before God and we look upon his face and ask him to restore the image of God within us, we invite others to help us into that too. To pray with us, to minister to us, to share the body, and the blood with us. You see, in worship, there are these four very intimate actions that we take. We begin by coming honestly before the face of God. We realize the image of God has been hidden in us. We ask him to heal, mend, and free us. And in that, we remember who we truly are, that we are the children of of God. And that is a beautifully intimate thing. And so on the night when I gave this talk, I invited everyone to stand and to close their eyes, and I invite you listening to do the same now. To close your eyes and to look upon the face of Jesus. Be still wherever you are, close your eyes, let me read some questions to you. Lord, we invite your presence to come. 
we invite you to show us who we truly are as we look upon your face. Imagine Jesus before you. How does he look at you? What does he want to mend in you? What does he want to heal in you? What does he want to free you from? Does he smile knowingly and lovingly? Does he have eyes that say, I know? See, we believe at worship, at Blueprint, that worship is for three things. Intimacy, to hear God tell us who we truly are. Unity, to remind us who we are as the people of God. And declaration, to tell the world who God is. So I hope that this has um, been helpful to you. Please listen to the other two messages in the series on unity and declaration. And thanks for listening.